Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Life Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Life Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. In preparation for the next week, I've just come to give you a simple word of God. All the words of God are simple anyway. It is only when we can't receive it, yeah. it becomes complicated or complicated to us or when we are far from it. Amen. Yeah. And as many of you will see on your screen, um, the title of today's sermon is Words of Hope. Words of what? Hope. Amen. So I've come to tell you that there is hope. Amen. There is hope. Amen. There is hope for the good that you want. There is hope for the restoration. There is hope to be able to pass through the season. There is hope. Amen. For you to be that which you want to do be in the Lord, which is good. Amen. There's hope. It is not your end. It is not the end. There's hope. You can finish better than you started. Even if you are 40 years, you can enjoy the next 20 years better than your past 40 years. 20 years of enjoyment is good enjoyment. Amen. Amen. Even if you have 50 years, it's up to you. Yes. You can enjoy the next 20 years. Right. Even if you are in pension, the next 10 years or the few years of yours that is left, you can enjoy it better. Amen. Amen. You can realize it. Amen. Better. Amen. But it is up to you. Oh. It is up to you. It's not up to God. Oh. Amen. Amen. It is not up to God. Amen. It is up to you. As for God, He wants the good things for you. Amen. As for God, He's already with you. Yes. As for God, He is willing to be with you. Yes. As for God, He will be with you. As for God, He will help you. Amen. He will even intervene on your behalf. He will even influence things and affect things for you. But it's up to you. It is always up to you. Amen. Amen. But there is hope. Why am I saying all this? Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. Hallelujah. Amen. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Mm -hmm. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and, and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Amen. Amen. So he said, I know the thoughts that what I think what towards you. Amen. Thought of what? Peace. Amen. And not thought of what? Evil. Amen. And to give you what? An expected word, 
end isn't it other versions say for i know the plans that i have for you plans to prosper you and not to harm you but to give you what a future amen and hope amen, amen. so this is called god's word to you so as far as god is concerned the thought or the plans he has for you are plans for good and not for evil. The Bible says, yeah, we read it in a second. Plans for good and not for what? Evil. The future plans he has for you are for good, not for evil. Amen. And it's to what? Prosper you. Prosperity, when you are prosperous, you have peace. Prosperity is different from riches. You can be rich. Rich is simply money. And you never have peace. Yeah. But prosperity means you have all around peace, including financial what? peace. Amen. Uh -huh. So he said, to prosper you, the thought, the plans he has for you is to prosper you, is to give you peace and not to what? Harm you or do evil for you. Yeah. But to give you hope and a what? A future or to give you hope and a future is to give you the expected end so this is God's mind and plans for you this is God's desire and will for you it is not God's will or desire for you to suffer because the Bible says even we that we are evil when our children ask us for bread, we do not give them what? Snake. How much more what? God. Let's read it. Amen. How much more what? God. Amen. So God will not give us evil. Amen. Will not give us what? Evil. He doesn't want suffering for us. Let's read it. Matthew chapter 7, verse 9. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 7, verse 9. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Please, I really want you to listen to me attentively, please. Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 7, mm -hmm. verse 9. Mm -hmm. It says, Oh, what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Amen. Mm -hmm. Continue. Or me. if he asks for, for a fish, will he give him a serpent? Mm -hmm. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Amen. Amen. So he said, how much more will God note? Because thank God I'm a father. And I believe every parent heart desire is to give their children good things. Yes. And he said, even we, we do. We never give our children snake when they ask for fish. We never give them stone when they ask for bread. Look at the difference. Yeah. For you to give your child stone when your child asks for bread means you are a very wicked person. Yeah. Or give your child snake when your child wants fish. And say, even we, human beings, wicked human beings, we do not what? Do that. And he said, how much more him? He said, how much more that you give us every word, good thing. So please be rest assured and believe it. Not like I'm flattering you, I'm saying it. God wants good things 
for you. Anything that is indeed a good thing, he wants it for you. I'm not like I'm saying it. You, you just read it yourself. If you don't have a Bible, get your Bible. Mm -hmm. I'll show you the scripture that says, the plans you have for you are good plans, not for evil. So God wants good thing for you. He wants a good thing for you. Jesus said, I came that you may have life. Life in what? Abundance. Amen. He did not come that what? Uh, we will be destroyed. Let's read it, please. John 10. Amen. I just want to show you something. Please pay attention. Amen. John 10, verse 10. Let's start reading from the verse 10. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. John 10 verse 10, yes. John chapter 10 verse 10. Mm -hmm. The thief does not come, does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Amen. So he said, as for him, he hasn't come to kill you, to destroy you or to steal from you. But he has come that you have life and this life in abundance. So with God, he's not there to destroy your health, your marriage, your finances, the good things, or to kill it, or to steal your joy, or your prosperity. If anything has come that you may, you have life. And note, life in abundance, life in your marriage, life in your relationship, life with your children. Life in your bodies, life in your finances, because there are finances that are there. Life in your career, life in your house. There are houses that are there. Though they are living together, everybody is an enemy. They are, they are enemy. You see, so God is for the good thing you want, except you don't want any good thing. Or except it's an evil thing, but you want it to be a good thing. That one is different. Mm. He, he, you won't get it from God because I said the plus he has for are not of evil. Mm. So anything evil will not come from God. But these three scriptures is to show you clearly that the same good thing you want for yourself, he wants it for you. Mm. The Bible says every perfect and good gift comes from the Lord. You can have a good gift. You can have a gift, but it won't be a blessing to you. You can have something that is good, but in your case, it won't be a blessing. Marriage is good, very good. But you can marry, and the marriage will be your torment. Dating is good, because it will lead to marriage. But your dating can be your torment. But if the dating or the marriage come from God, it will be perfect and good to you. So, I, I want you to believe this, because... It, it sounds simple, but many Christians don't believe this, or they act like, or, or even if they say they believe, their action shows that they don't believe it. Why am I saying that? Because, you see, you will know it because the way they act, as if God wants to take something good from them, rather. As if God is against them. As if God is the reason why they are suffering. It is never true. I've come across many Christians, my pastor, who even think God is punishing them, God is against them because of their challenges. It is not true. It is not true. If you know you, you know how to give birthday presents. Yes. You know how to love a dog, yes. a cat, yes. a person. Yes. 
How much more God, the scripture says. If you have compassion, you care. He said he cares more yeah. than you. Yeah. If you have good plans, that in your old age, your future, you have your nice small place, you live by the sea, or you have your ministry, or you blah, blah, blah. He said he want the same. The plans he have for your future are of good and not of evil. So God, God, God want good for you. You must believe it and agree with him and accept it because uh, it is one thing to believe what a person is saying to you and it is another thing to accept it. Many people believe, but they will not accept it. As a pastor, I've come across many that they will tell me, yeah, I get what you are saying. It makes sense. Wow, you have a point. But they won't do it, meaning they do not accept it. So the Bible says, you shall know the truth. And the truth will set you free. But the Bible said, knowing the truth is meant to set you free, but it will not set you free until you buy the truth. So it said, buy the truth. Buy means you receive it, you accept the truth. To receive is to do it. That's when it sets you free. But now, my point here is, I want you to understand, I've shown you three scriptures, that mm. God want any good thing you want for yourself. Mm. And even more, yeah. this understanding will make you realize that God doesn't want to harm you. Yeah. Because many, they don't say it by their action and what they imply is that God is wicked. Why can't God give me this? Okay. Okay. No, 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 no. It's not true. Yeah. It's not what? True. God wants the same thing for you. Mm. I want to show you one scripture. Mm. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I really thank you. Amen. Mm. James 1 verse 17. Amen. James 1 verse 17. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. James 1 17. Mm -hmm. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. With whom there is no variation or shadow of, of turning. Amen. So he said, Every. I've studied, I've warned you about your Bible. He didn't say every, he said those who are fair. No. Oh, sorry, I didn't see. He said, Those who can pray. He said, he said uh, money. Every. Every. Yeah. Uh, so every. Every good thing. Every means what? Every. Are you sure it said every? Every, yeah. Did he say some? No, every. Let's check our Bible word before we confuse the people. Is it every? Wait, I have to find out. Do I, do I wear glasses? <laughs> so now it said every, every good and perfect gift come from the Lord. Every good. So why do you think God doesn't want good for you? Except what you want is of evil. So God wants the same good and perfect gift. That's why I believe there is perfection as far as you must stand up. You see, you can have a perfect marriage in the sense that no matter what your perfect marriages it will be there mm -hmm. you can have a perfect children yeah no matter what your children be mm -hmm. they will be all right mm -hmm. perfection perfection doesn't mean trouble free mm -hmm. troubles will come yes. 
by God said, if there's such thing as perfect children, perfect marriage, perfect household, which there is under that the word perfect basis, you can have it. Because God gives perfect babies. God gives perfect ministry. So he said, every good and perfect gift come from God. He wants a good car for you. He's not against good cars. He's not against good cars. He wants, if your ministry or your work demands aeroplane, he wants it for you. Yeah, because there are people who use aeroplane like how some people use cars. Yeah, even cars, a pastor, car is, is, is a tool for me now. Because a visitation that would take me 30 minutes to drive in and out without the car would take me two hours. And time is of the essence. So there are people, they are their work, they move from town to town, city to city. Instead of eight, six hours from here to Scotland by train or by what car, your own plane. One hour, 45 minutes, you are there. So if we require, God is not against that. He wants every good and perfect gift for you. The plans he has for you are plans to prosper you, to give you a future, and to give you hope. It is not the will or the desire of God that you believe in, in sorrow, in pain. No. Believe it. I want you to believe it. Why? Believe it. So this is God. I can go on and show you scriptures upon scriptures upon scriptures from the Bible. But if you will not remember anything, remember Jeremiah 29 verse 11. The plans I have for you. And John 10 verse 10. That if you, you can give a good thing to God, uh, to your child, then God is able and willing to give you a better thing than you can. Mm. Remember these two things. Yes. But, but, it depends on you. It depends on you. But it depends on you. But it depends on you. It depends on you. I want to take my child to school. I want to take her to that private school. I'm willing to pay the school fees and I'll pay. But it depends on her. If she will learn and get the grace. I want to love you. I want to marry with you. I want to stay with you. But it depends on you. Will you love me back? Will you stay with me? Would you like to? So there's a but. But it depends on you. It depends on you. So now, the duty of responsibility or the cause for the blessing or the prosperity or the good gift depends on you. It depends on you. So let's, let me show it to you in the scripture. So when you read Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, it says, if you are willing and obedient, you eat the good things of the land. If you are willing. Please, let's read it. Hallelujah. Isaiah 1 verse 19. Isaiah 1 19. Mm-hmm. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Amen. Amen. So it depends on you. God has told you the plans he has for you. But if you are willing, if you you are willing, then you will eat these good things. Not only willing, you can be willing, 
but you have to be obedient to things. Willing and obedience. Willing, why does God demand these two things from you? Willing is your desire. You desire it. You are telling him you want it. Because he can't force and give you what you don't want. So the will is very important. The will is to say, I want it. I need it. I desire it. Give it to me. So if you don't need it, if you don't desire, if you don't want it, you might not get it. Because why should he give you what you don't want? Want. So you have to be willing. You have to be willing. And he said, if you are willing, if you desire it, if you need it, if you want it, if you are dying for it, then he went on to say, and obedient. He used end. Or he used all. Oh. Please, are you not working with me? Did he read all? Is, is it all? He said, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat. Please change the version. Maybe he said all. Or no. Mm -hmm. He says, if you are willing and obedient. What, what version is your? What yeah. version is that? A new King James. New King. What, what version is that? Like Please, let's look at yours, just in case. Isaiah, Isaiah 119. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you are willing and obedient. Ah, and. Yeah. Rhoda, mm -hmm. you there, you have in your opinion. I'm not happy because I was doing that. Viewers, it didn't say end. It said end. You sure it didn't say all? No, it said end. It didn't say no. No. End. End. Okay. Yes. So end means what? Plus. Yes, yeah. So if you are willing, plus, not only the willing, plus obedience. If you are willing plus obedient, then you will eat the good. Now, why obedient? Obedient means to whenever you hear obedience means to obey something or someone. And in this case, is to obey him. Is to obey him. To obey him means when you think it should be A and he said B, you have to stop your A that you think and do B. That is obeying. Yeah. Even if you think it is C mm. and you've been doing it C and it looks like it's working and now you are, he said it is D, you have to stop and do it. That, that's why I use the word obeying. Yeah. So the plus God has for you, yeah. the good thing he wants to give to you is dependent on your will plus it has to work together, obedience. So will is the, the thought, mm -hmm. the desire, mm -hmm. is the thought, mm -hmm. the conclusion. But the obedience is the doing. Yes. So without the will, there won't be doing. No. And with the will, with the belief, without the doing, it will amount to nothing. nothing. So it's up to you. He said, if you are willing, and mm. obedience. The word obedience is key. Yes. Because many of us we don't want to obey. Many Christians don't obey. May, how do you know whether you are an obedient Christian or not? People naturally do and do the word of God that applies to them. Mm. There are a lot of the word of God that without even the word we do it, we like it. Yeah, yeah. So that one is no obedient. Obedient is when. You don't want it, you don't like it. But your boss says, 
God says, the word says, so you do it. That is when you have obeyed. So Christians, when you choose and pick, when you do this and you don't do that, you make excuses. You are not obedient. Because we all can choose and pick. We all have what naturally we would do anyway. And naturally we can't do. So the plans God has for you, believe it, is to prosper you, to give you a future, to give you hope, want to give you better gifts, but it depends on you. He said, if you are willing and obedient, are you willing? You are willing. Are you in obedience? It's up to you. It's up to you. That is why it is difficult when you want somebody to change. It's very difficult. And sometimes it looks like you've prayed, you've fasted, everything, but the people are not changing. Because your prayer will come, will cause God to touch them, convict them for their eyes to open, for them to see. But it is up to them to will yes. and to obey. That one rests with them. Yes. Yes. Because it's a choice that we all we make. You yourself that you are praying for them, you made a choice. So when we pray for people, when we pray for people, God touches them, open their eyes, bring their seed. It is true. Bring them the help. It is true. Yeah, it makes sense. I've got a point. But it's up to the person. To what? To will, desire. Because what adult, anything you don't desire, you don't will. You won't follow. <laughs> and the desire and the will must drive you on. You must desire so much that it will cause you to obey. Yes. That's right. So it's up to you. And you see this in Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. In Revelation chapter 3 verse 20, he said, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone, if any man hears my voice and open the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. Please let's read it. Hallelujah. Amen. Revelations 3.20 mm-hmm. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. Amen. He said, note, note, he's knocking. He will never open and force himself in. Yeah. He said, I'm knocking. If you, you, if you open me, then I will come in. He said, if anyone, anyone, open me, isn't it? Yes. I will come in. Then I will serve with him. And he will serve with me. We will dine together. We will enjoy the good things I have. And he will also enjoy the good things I have. But you never come in. You must allow him. You must open up. Did you notice before I said open? There was end. There was something before. I said, hear my voice and open me. Hear my voice means accept my word. Accept what I'm saying. The knock. Whenever you hear the word of God, he's knocking. So you see that that one too, there is a plus. The word end means plus. Even mathematics, school people, when they say two and four, they mean plus. So when you hear his voice, it's good, but it's not enough. 
Hearing him, this preaching is good. But that one will not give you. It is when you open him to come in. Yeah. That one is your life. Mm -hmm. I can pray all prayers. My prayer will cause him to come and be knocking. Yeah. Will cause you to hear his voice. To hear his voice now, it is God's voice you are hearing. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not speaking anything of mine. No, but it's up to you to open him. Yeah. To come in. That one is purely up to you. So it depends on you. It depends on you. It depends on you. It depends on you. Amen. It, it depends on you. Let, let me show you something. When you read Hebrews chapter 3 verse 6. Amen. Or let's read Hebrews chapter 3. But let's read from the 7. Amen. Or let's read from the 6 to 8. I want to show you a scripture. I hear that I said today, if you have, if you hear my voice, mm -hmm. do not what? Harden your heart. So, the voice of God is whenever you hear the preaching of God. Whenever a messenger comes to give you the word of God. Whenever you read his word, he's speaking to you. And he said, if you hear his voice and open him, he will come in. Many people hear his voice, but they do not obey him. Yeah. So you've heard it. You know what you have to do. But because you do not obey him, he won't come in and die with you. Note, opening is an action word. It's a doing word. Hearing is a choice. But the opening is something you must do. You must open him. Please read it for me. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6 to 8. Mm -hmm. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope, firm to the end. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today if you if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of trial in the wilderness. Amen. As the Holy Spirit said, today mm -hmm. if you hear his voice. Whenever you hear me preaching, teaching, or speaking to you as a pastor, you are hearing his voice. You can harden your heart. When you harden your heart, it means you did not listen. Or you can open your heart for him to enter. That choice is not the pastor. It's purely your choice. It's purely your choice. So as for him, he wants good things for you. He has good plans for you. He's not thinking only about your now. Yeah. He's thinking about your future. That's right. He can give you maybe or connect you to that man now. But next year, three years time, that man will be your pain and your regret. Yeah. But he's thinking about that man. That will be with you. And in your future, when you need a man the most. Because yeah, you spend 80% of your time in the house anyway. Yeah. And you need a man. That's why he's trying to lead you, direct you, patient for that man. But it's yours, it's your choice. You see, uh, it is real. It, it is real. You, you can't drink a medicine for a sickler, for the sickler, a sickler to be healed. Please, if it's possible, let me know. I know people are willing to pay. A lot of money for you to drink medicine for them.
for them to be healed. Mm. The best anyone can do is lead and find that medicine that will heal you yeah. and bring you that medicine. But it is only up to you. Only you can drink the medicine for you, yourself, to be healed. That one, only you. So if you don't like it or you're not drinking, it's too bad. No matter how they love you, they can't drink the medicine for you, yeah. for you to be healed. I'm a pastor. Sometimes I cry. Maybe you don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I weep. There are times I feel like, God, what am I doing here? They've all left me. Not like they've left me, but I feel that. It doesn't mean it is right. My mother and the Lord, my father and the Lord, they are somewhere. Like they don't care. Not like they don't come. Just say the feeling. Where, where are they? Me alone, I'm here. Who do I have? I have nobody as a man of God. Why? Several times the Lord will tell me the price for you to pay, you must pay the price. They are all there to help you, support you, lead you, guide you. But your journey is your journey. Be strong and courageous. And I have to, what's the word? I have to encourage myself in the Lord. In order to, because they also have their own. Yeah. They cannot drink my medicine for me, for me to be healed. They can give me the medicine. They can show me the number of times I should take the medicine. They can tell me on the side effect and tell me not to worry because it will go. But I will have to drink it. So I drink it, the medicine will not start the healing. I can keep the medicine there for 20 years. It will have no effect till I begin to drink it. It's the same with life and with God. The choice is yours. If you open up your mouth wide, you what? Feel it. Psalm, let's read it. Psalm 81. Amen. Amen. Psalm 81. Verse 10. Amen. So Revelation says, I stand at the door and what? No. Note the word. If any man, any, open me. Isaiah says, if you are willing and obedient. Amen. Psalm 81 verse 10 to 12 says, Open up your mouth wide and I shall fill it. Please read it for me. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Psalm 81 verse 10. Mm -hmm. I am the Lord your God who mm -hmm. brought you out of the land, out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Amen. Amen. No, continue oh, to the eleven. Mm -hmm. But my people would not heed my voice, and Israel would have none of me. So I gave them over to their own stubborn hearts to walk in their own counsel. Amen. Mm -hmm. This is a quiet revelation. Yeah. This is God's problem with us mm -hmm. and our problem with God. So he said, listen, I am your God. Have you not accepted me? Mm -hmm. Apart from being the your God, I am the Lord. Yeah. I am the Lord. Not only the Lord, but your God as well. Yes. And I say, I've told my people that open up your mouth. Mm -hmm. Why? And I will feel it. But my people will know what? Listen to me. So what did I do? I gave them over to their own desire. So not like I am the one. They will not listen to me. Open your mouth. Open. <laughs> and you said you are hungry. Open. 
happen. He said, no. So he gave it to your own desire. That is, that, that, that is the reality. So it's not God at all. It's up to you. But note, these are words of hope. Because I've showed you that he is for you. He, he wants you. He has good plans for you. He, good and perfect can come from him. But you must accept it. And where acceptance comes by, what you do. It, it, it is you. I wish it's not you. And it's God. But it is you. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. It is you. Listen, I don't know your situation. I don't know your circumstances. I don't know what you fought for for years. I don't know what you want to achieve. I don't know what you've been battling with. But whenever you pray to God, He extends His hand by bringing you His word and support through His sister, uh, servant. But it's up to you to receive it. Several times we've read that God does nothing outside His word. So when you read Matthew 8, 19, verse 26, Jesus said, Jesus said to them, so what is impossible with man? With God, all things are possible. All things are possible. Please read it for me. Matthew 8, 19. Mm -hmm. Matthew 19, 26. Oh, sorry. Matthew 19, 26. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew 19, 26. Mm -hmm. But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Amen. So there are things that is impossible with man. Mm -hmm. As we can all know. Okay. Or as we all know, the older, the older you get, <laughs> you, you, you realize and know that there's a lot of things that is impossible yes. in your case or in people's case if you want one, one of your sons or daughters <laughs> can deal with you mm -hmm. uh -huh. but may god protect us and save us from that mm -hmm. amen, amen. amen. Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of things that you know in your case it has been possible mm -hmm. like he said with with what god all things are possible. So the impossibles in your life is possible. But no, with God, with God, it's your life, your impossible. So you are going to ask God to help you. And with God, with God, He is the good shepherd. You don't get to lead God. You don't get to show God. He leads. He shows. It means that you must follow Him. And with Him, all things are possible. This scripture, this word itself was said by Jesus. It means that God knows there are impossible things and is willing to make it possible for us with Him. Yeah. When you read Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, it says, I can do all this through Him who gives me strength. Or other versions say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So you can do it. What you have not been able to do, you can do it through what? Christ. Please, let's read it. Philippians 
13. Mm -hmm. Amen. Philippians 4, 13. Mm -hmm. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So note, I, you can do all things through Christ, but note what? Mm -hmm. It's you who have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing is you couldn't or you can't, but with him, through him, you can what? Do it. So how does he help you? By strengthening you to do it. But you will have to do it. You will have to do it. it. It's sometimes difficult, depending on your situation, your background. Sometimes in your life, based on your weakness or something, it's not possible. But you will have to do it. Because it is only the doing that will bring the change. To you do it, nothing will happen. But he said he will strengthen you if you want. True Christ who strengthen me. But you need to do it. You need to do it. He will strengthen you. Ask for his strength. With him, you gain strength. You bring helpers. The Holy Spirit is a helper. But you will have to do it. You will have to do it. You will have to say no. You will have to endure the temporary sorrow, loneliness for a year, two, five, depending on your situation. You have to do you will have to accept and endure the brokenness. You will have to lose friends. You, you. You have to pass through the cold all the time. You have to wake up at dawn. You. You have to say no. You. But you can do it if you want to do it. Why? Because there's one who is willing to strengthen you. I came, read a scripture in John 10 verse 10 that you may have what? Life. We read a script, we, we, we didn't read, maybe we can read it. Say, the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. the Helper, yes. will help you. So He comes to what? Help you. If you ask for the help and you receive the help, He will help you. To help you for what? To do that we need to do. Yes. <laughs> so, with the doing, then nothing can replace the doing. With the medicine, then nothing can replace you drinking the medicine. Yeah. Maybe they will put it in drip for you, but you still have to take it. Yes. But there are some medicine they can't put in drip, no, isn't it? But if there's something like that. No, some you can't put in drip. No, yeah, some you can't. No. You can't, yeah. So you need to take it. All I'm trying to say is that as for God, He is by your side. He is with you. He is for you. Your glory is His glory. Your testimony is His honor. He wants the good things for you. Because I know wicked parents, but they won't give their children snake or fish. So God wants a good, that statement is a huge statement. He wants the best best for you. But are you willing and obedient? Will you heed to Him and open the door? Will you open your mind, mouth wide, like a fool? But you will be filled. Yes, or you can say, <laughs> nothing will happen. It's your choice. He's with you. He said, I should bring you these words of hope. But a true hope is connected to faith. Faith is the substance of things what? Hope for. But what is faith? Faith is not what you say, but what you do. 
So true hope is connected. You are really hopeful. It's connected to what you do or you don't do. It's connected. I want to show you another scripture. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3. Amen. Amen. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3. Mm -hmm. But the Lord is faithful. Who will establish you and guard you from the evil one? Amen. So he said, listen, God is faithful. God is faithful. And say this God who is faithful will what? Establish you and guide you from the evil one. So God will not disappoint you. God will not cheat you. God will not let you down. Please believe it. One time, I don't know, you know, sometimes thought, thought is not the enemy. Our main weapon is thought. He bombarded yeah. us with thought. So thought can come from any source. God will not judge you by your thought. But God judges you by the conclusion of your thoughts. Amen. What you use your thought for. So one day I was just, a thought just dropped in my mind. And I thank God sometimes the moment the thought drops, the Holy Spirit will speak. It's even when it's speak, then you realize, oh, how long I was thinking like this. So one time a thought dropped and the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, listen, God will not cheat you. You know that God will not cheat you. I said, I'm sorry. You know, you are thinking that, but you are not even aware. Yeah. So God is faithful. He will not cheat you. David mm -hmm. said, once I was young, yeah. now I am old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. So God will not forsake you. He is faithful. Don't worry about God. What God will do or what God will not do. Worry about you. Whether you are willing and what? In obedience. Whether when you hear you open the door, the door of your heart, the door of your finances, the door of your children. Because every aspect of life in the spirit is a door. The door of your ministry, your relationship for him to enter. But God will not cheat you. He's what? Faithful. Look at Isaiah 41 verse 10. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Believe it. Believe it. The first, one, the first time somebody, Jesus Dancer campaign, it blew my mind. Because before then, it has never occurred to me. A man came and he said, you are lying to the people. Because on the trailer, after we write Jesus Dancer campaign, reflecting prosperity, hope, love, and on that day, all, all those who came, came to accuse us on the things we've written, the prosperity, healing, joy. And that man came, said, the man was angry with me. Said, you're lying to the people. Listen, you've written hope. You people are there giving them hope. See, he said, you are there giving them hope. I said, yes, we have to give them hope. Hope keeps a man alive. And as long as man has life, there is hope. So then, I realized, one of the things the enemy is against because God gives people hope. God church gives people hope. Because pastors give people hope. And because they are hope, they have something to live for. And eventually they break through. That, that, that is the day it dawned on me. That is the day I realized, oh, I'm not only to preach, repent. I'm to tell that there is hope for you. You can still make it. Which is true, you know, like flattery. Yes. Yeah. 
Because I know a lot of people that at a point in time, it was like there's no hope, and they realized there's hope, and they started all over again. And now they are fine. Yeah, please read it for me. Isaiah 41 verse 10 mm -hmm. Fear not for mm -hmm. I am with you God said do not fear He is with you He is with you mm -hmm. uh -huh. Be not dismayed For mm -hmm. I am your God mm -hmm. I will strengthen you mm -hmm. Yes I will help you I will uphold you with my righteous right hand Amen, Amen. So he said God said he is with you He said do not be afraid He will strengthen you and uphold Hold you with what? His right hand. The right hand of God stands for the strength of God. So he will lift you up with his strength. Don't be afraid. He is with you. He is with you. Believe it. He's not against the good thing. When, when we read, let's read in John chapter 8, verse 10 to 11. Amen. When they brought the woman to Jesus to condemn, Jesus didn't say anything. The only thing Jesus said was, he asked the woman. The only thing Jesus said is, he said, I do not condemn you either. So God is not condemning us. God does not look for fault with us. As a pastor, believe me, one thing with God that I'm very happy with, I don't care when I make mistakes with God. I don't care at all. I'm not saying I live workless or try to make mistakes. I'm not talking about sin. But I, with God, I don't mind if I make... In fact, I fear you people that when I make mistakes, <laughs> based on my mistake, you will judge me. Because I made a mistake, you say I'm not good. I'm not a man of God. Oh yeah, that's how we treat pastors this day. But with God, I do not fear. Because I know he doesn't judge me for my mistake. I know even my mistake, he rather give me grace. He helps me. Yeah. What parent judges their children by their mistake? Yeah. But we judge our pastors by their yeah. mistakes. I know. Yes. But with God, I'm not afraid at all. I'm not afraid to make a mistake. Yeah. Even though I pray and I'm careful not to sin, I'm not afraid to sin. I'm not afraid to get it wrong. I'm not afraid. Because He is with me. And He doesn't condemn me. He doesn't come from an area of looking for ways and means to condemn me, to see things, to appoint it, or accuse me. No. He comes from love. Yes. Yeah. Right. Please read it for me. Hallelujah. Amen. John chapter 8, verse 10 to 11. Mm -hmm. yes. When Jesus had raised Himself up and saw no one but the woman, mm -hmm. He said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Said, Even these wicked human beings, they couldn't condemn you. Yeah. Neither do I condemn you. Yeah. And the woman was caught in sin, yeah. in action, when they brought her. Uh -huh. And what Jesus said, he was sinning, he was a sinner. Because he said, Go and sin no more. Meaning Jesus knew that the woman sinned, he was sinning. But he said, I do not condemn you. God doesn't condemn us. There's a time for condemnation. When he comes or when we die, the Bible says, judge nothing before time. So don't think that God comes from an angle trying to fish out and get you and... No. No, 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 no. No, he is with you. He is for you. He said, have I not tell you, uh, told you that be strong and courageous? He said, just move forward. Do not look to the left, nor to the right. Just move forward. Yes, I know. In 
5. Let's read Joshua chapter 1, verse 7. He said, Only be strong and courageous. And say, if you, you if you are afraid of something, just be afraid of you not obeying what? My word. In, or in other words, just make sure you are obeying my word. As long as you are living obedience to this word. He said, just be strong and courageous. Keep going forward. He said, do not look at the left or right. In other words, even if you make a mistake, don't worry. Just keep going. Just keep going. Whatever they say, don't mind it. As long as you are obeying this way. Let's read it, please. Hallelujah. Amen. Joshua 1 verse 7. Mm -hmm. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Amen. If we are going to say God requires something for us in totality, this is it. All you require is say only you be strong. And courageous be courageous enough for what not to have a boyfriend no not to argue that you would obey yes. observe yes. and do according to what the word of God yes. and said do not turn to the left of this word or to the right meaning don't make excuse don't say in my situation don't try that you think you can manipulate your way in with God no and he said why is he saying that not for him because it said that you may prosper, that you may prosper wherever you go. So the prosperity, the success, the peace does not depend on God. Even though it's from God, it depends on us. If only we'll be strong and courageous and obey all this, you will see him. So the choice is yours. Be strong and courageous in obeying the word of God. It's us. I'm trying to say that there's hope for us. There's time for you. It is not too late. You can see the glory. You can buy the house. You can change the career. You will still marry. But trust in the Lord. Do not lean on your own understanding. Don't twist the word. Don't think you are smarter than the word when you are dealing with God. When you hear his voice today, do not harden your heart. When you hear that this is sin, stop it. When you hear that you need to do this, do it. Baptism, be baptized. Don't harden your heart. Don't wait. When you do, you, you are, it's you that you are delaying. It, it's you. You can say, listen, when I drink the medicine, I vomit. So I, I don't want to drink it. And then they say, yes, but you have to drink it. Even though you vomit, some remain in you and it works. Say, no, no. So you haven't taken, so nothing is happening. You have a legitimate excuse, but it, it won't save you. All I'm trying to say that God is for you. God is for us. It is for us. There's a scripture that I love so much. It said, when I forgive you, I do not remember it. It doesn't remember. That's why I try not to remember my sins of the past. That's what, So when the enemy brings, whenever any negative thought comes, it's not from God. When your sins come into your mind, it's not from God, it's the enemy God. He doesn't remember it. I also don't remember it. I don't remember it. I don't. And I won't. Yeah. 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 I am what I am today. Yeah. That's why we, those of us that know people background, especially when they were in the world, people change. When they change, give them a chance. 
Yeah, you cannot judge them today by yesterday. Amen. So there's hope, but it depends on you. I'll show you more scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 19. So it's from God. God wants it from you, but it depends on you. Whether you accept it, whether you lie. And it's not just saying I accept it. It is what you do based on his word, connected to his word. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19. 30. 30. 3019. 3019. Mm. Amen. Amen. Deuteronomy 30. Verse 9. Verse 19. 19. Yeah. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Amen. So God told Moses to give the people their word. Mm -hmm. And he gave them their word. And the word of God said, by the word said today, heaven and the hell is my witness mm -hmm. that I have given you your choice, life and a blessing. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, life and death. Curse and a blessing. Choose. But he went on to advise us that we should choose what? Life. So in this world, whether you are aware of it or not, whether you agree with it or not, every decision, anything you do, you are choosing. And whatever you are doing, you are either choosing life or death. You are choosing a blessing or a curse. Life in your marriage or death in your marriage. Curse on your marriage or blessing on your marriage. Life in your finances or not. God does not choose for us. He makes us know his will, which he has already what? Written. But you choose. You see what I said? It is it is on you. Yeah. It, it is on you. It is on you. Yeah, it's difficult. All of us we have difficulty. You have no idea. When we all start telling you how we have to choose how what we have to endure and pray, pray. but listen it, it is what it is say so i'll put before you life and death yeah. choose yeah. so we are always faced with this choice you are choosing and note what you can say you will choose but failure not to choose any means you've chosen that anything goes yeah. so normally you get the cramps <laughs> Normally you get the crumbs. Yeah. So you are better off to choose. But the same thing as the scripture says. It's an advice. You can accept it or leave it. It says you choose what? Life. That's why Jesus read the scripture that said, I came to give you life. There's north and south, isn't it? Negative or what? Positive. Good or what? Night or die. Yeah. It is. It is. We can't do anything about it. It's better you embrace it. And choose well. That's right. Choose wise. And you eat of it fruit. God is with you. God wants it for you. But it's up to you. You see, when we read Mark chapter 2, verse 21 to 22. In Mark chapter 2, verse 21 to 22, Jesus says something which is very important. He said, 
you cannot attach a new cloth to an old cloth. Yeah. I say you cannot put a new wine yeah. into an old wine skin. Mm -hmm. Amen. And he explained the reason why. And he explained the reason why. And the explanation he gave, not like he doesn't want to or they are wicked. But if he attached the new cloth to the old one, it would destroy the entire cloth. Mm -hmm. If he poured the new one into the old one, it would rather destroy the entire world, wine bottle. Mm -hmm. So because he does not destroy, he gives life. He will never do that. He will never attach a new cloth to an old cloth. He will never put a new wine into what? An old wine skin. Let's read it. Amen. Yes. Uh -huh. Mark 2, 21-22. Mm -hmm. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on mm -hmm. an old garment, or else the new piece pulls away from the old, and, tear it, and, and the tear is made worse. Mm -hmm. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine bursts the new the wineskins. The wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins. So he explained, not like he doesn't want to do it, but it is not done because the reason for putting the new garment to patch the old garment is to patch the tear. But it rather tear it more, make it worse. So no one in his sense would do what that because what you are doing to solve the solution would rather make the problem worse. Yes. And why do we put wine, wine skin to hold it? Mm. And say if you put the new wine in it, it will break it. So no one except a fool, because you break it and the reason for the same rather I won't say it, all will be gone. Mm. So he went on to say that everyone put what? A new wine into now wine, wine stand for glory, stand for joy. Yeah. Amen. But now, if you want new wine, if you want your clothes to be patched, or if you want a new wine, the wine scheme must be changed. The wine scheme must be changed. Other than that, you will never get the new wine. And the wine scheme must be changed. The attitude must be changed. The character must be changed. The perception must be changed. The thought pattern must be changed. The way of doing things must be changed. The priorities must be changed. The focus must be changed. If you want a new wine. If you want the old wine, you don't need to change it. Just be that. But if you want a new one. But then what's the guarantee that that change, that change of new focus, new attitude, is good enough for the new wine skin. Mm -hmm. The only guarantee to make sure it is good enough is to go by the person mm -hmm. who will give you the wine skin or pour the wine. Mm -hmm. How he perform or he does his wine skin. So your new attitude must be from the Bible. Mm -hmm. Your new character, the Bible. Your new thought pattern, the Bible. Mm -hmm. The things you do, the Bible. That's how you change the old skin into a new what? wine skin in order for the wine to be poured in and guess what he won't do it no one say no one pours a new wine skin into an old one mm -hmm. no one no one does that no one does that and how do you make sure as i said by obeying what 
the word. You find it in John chapter 2, verse 3 to 5. When the wine finished and they wanted a new wine, amen. The, uh, Jesus' mother asked a new wine, amen. He gave, she gave them the secret to make sure they get the new one. John chapter 2, 3 to 5. Hallelujah. Amen. John chapter 2, verse 3 to 5. Mm -hmm. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern? What does woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Amen. Amen. So when Mary, Jesus' mother, asked for the wine, Jesus in a sentence said, No, it's not time for I'm not to do. But the mother didn't say it. All he said to them, whatever he tells you, do it. That's the secret for the new wine. That's the secret. Note, note, he didn't say that whatever I marry, I tell you do it. But he said, Whatever Jesus, the Lord, tells you, do it. This is him. Several times I've explained. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Revelation says His name is the Word of God. The Bible says Jesus is the, is the image of the invincible God. He is the Word. So whatever He tells you, do it. Is the source of a new one. As you are doing it, the, the, the vessel is being changed, being made ready. As long as you continue, it will change. And new wine skin. If you really want to know someone has changed, it's not difficult. Just that we don't say it. If you know somebody and they change, it is obvious. When people see you, they see it and they tell, they say you change. Yeah. Church, what am I saying? God has showed me and told me several times that he has blessing for us. Because what maybe you don't know is when you are blessed, it gives him glory. But there's a place for you, for your life. And concentrate on that place. Forget about what he will do. He neither sleep nor slumber. He does not fail. He is faithful. He is good. Bible says Jesus went around doing good unto all. But you make sure you've chosen what? Life. By doing all that is what? In the way. Yes, it might be painful. I won't lie to you. Sometimes even feel like you are losing. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't feel like you are losing. You actually lose. Which is good. Yeah. Oh, sometimes in order for your hair to grow women, don't you have to lose some of your hair in order for the hair to grow healthier and better? Am I lying? It's true. Yeah. Some of your hairstyles, I see them in the house. They will do it. You see, they pay the price of pain for the hairstyle. Yeah. Sometimes when you go to the hospital, they tell you, listen, we have to cut off the hand. Because when we cut off the hand, not the hand, we have to cut off the palm. 
Because when you cut off the palm, you can still have your hand. But if you don't cut off the palm, it will continue and eventually you will lose the entire arm. So to gain your arm, you have to cut the palm off. Yeah. Am I lying? Am I lying? Uh-huh. It's your field, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes you actually lose. You lose. You must lose. Sometimes you must lose that boy, that girl. For your own good, it's up to you. Sometimes you must endure loneliness for a season. It's not like God is the one giving you the loneliness or lose. It's because yourself, you've entangled yourself and you've put yourself in that position and because of the anchor that you've come from. But the only way forward to the blessing, you must let go. That's the only way. So not like God is. No, no. It's you, purely you. It's purely you. And we all have a place that we have to be circumcised. Circumcision is cutting off the flesh. When God asked Abraham, who is a man, an older man, he wasn't a virgin mm-hmm. to go and circumcise himself. You think it, it was it wasn't painful? Mm-hmm. Yeah, God was showing us that sometimes it's painful. Yes. Look, an older man circumcision they cut the entire flesh and they peel it off. Mm-hmm. They peel it off. And the, it's painful. But after three days, or oh, it is it becomes much more painful because later it will swallow my line. So it's not like once they cut the pains off, as day goes by, and he, so you see an older man walking like that. Yeah. No, no. God was painting the picture to us. The, the covenant of circumcision was to show us the pain that we will need to endure for our own good. And the more your pain means the more you have complicated your stuff. Yeah. So it's not like God is you. But it is what it is. Yeah. Let, let me show you a scripture. Mm. Psalm 126, verse 5 to 6. Psalm 126, verse 5 to 6. Let's read it. Mm-hmm. Psalm 126, verse 5 to 6. Psalm 126, those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Mm-hmm. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Amen. So the sowing, many a time we all sow in tears. Yeah. So those who reap in joy, not like they were fortunate or it didn't cause them anything. Yeah. They were crying, but they sowed. Sowing is what you do. Yeah. So he said, those who sow in tears. So yes. sometimes they must, they will come with tears. Yeah, yes. yes. That's right. And he said, those who carry seed, weeping, yeah. Yeah. they will come back with joy. So sometimes in order to have joy, there must be weeping. Yes. God. In order to have joy, there must be tears. Not like God is the one giving you tears. Bear yourself how you've complicated your life, where how you put your life. But the only way to come in the gym, I went to a gym one time with the free thing that no gain, uh, no pain, no gain. I, I didn't agree with them at all. <laughs> because that day I went to the gym because someone forced me to go. You see, I'm not a gym person. Amen. No gain, no pain. 
I didn't agree with them, but I know they were speaking the truth. Yeah. I know they were speaking, but in my mind, like, as I'm going, I'm not coming again. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, if your case is like that, the only way you can reap in joy mm -hmm. is to sow in tears, yes. yeah. is to carry it before mm -hmm. tears. Or you can just be in the misery and just be there mm -hmm. and hope for a miracle. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> but a bed in hand is better than two. Mm -hmm. Making effort, daily progress is better than just sitting and hoping. Yeah, right. Getting up and going to the kitchen to turn on the hot water, pour water, put the coffee, stir it, sugar and come back upstairs and begin to sit it's better than sitting hoping that i'll hear that someone is in the kitchen and say please make me a cup of tea you can be sitting one hour yes. and no one uh -huh. it's true. Uh -huh. beloved what am i saying what i'm saying is that god is with us not only is he with us, mm -hmm. he is for us. Mm -hmm. Not only is he for us, mm -hmm. he is willing to help us, mm -hmm. to strengthen us. The plans he also has for us are good plans. He is faithful. He cares for us. Yes. Our progress and success and prosperity bring God joy. And glory. Yes. But there's a role that we have to play. Mm -hmm. And that role is our will to desire, to accept, to hear or heed, and to obey, mm -hmm. to do, mm -hmm. to allow. Each time you delay, things are getting complicated yes. for you. Not like God is making it complicated. No, no. Listen, I was 80 stones. Is 80 stones a big person? No. Who a big person? Give me some stones. Pounds. So I was like 120 kilograms. Is it a big person? Yeah, yeah. So I was 120 kilograms. And I know I have to lose weight. And I know I have to stop doing that and start doing this so that I lose weight. But it's difficult because the moment I jump, Five minutes. <sighs> the whole hell is breaking for. And my trainer said, I have to jog at least 10 minutes. And it's because I stopped. And now I've increased more weight. Mm -hmm. Now I'm 150. Mm -hmm. So now three minutes. Um, the trainer said, Now because you have 100, you need 12 minutes. You see, so the more I stop, yes. no, I am complicating yes, things. It's getting harder, yes, difficult. Yes, it's getting complicated. Yes, Strength is failing. Mm -hmm. Opportunities are going. Support is leaving. Mm -hmm. So arise. Be strong. Yeah. Be courageous. Mm -hmm. Decide. Mm -hmm. Look up to God. Don't look to the left yes. or to the right. Mm -hmm. Say, I'm not turning back. Say, I got my mind made up. I won't come back. Are you not singing? Jesus, someday. I've got my mind made up. 
And I won't turn back Because I want to see my Jesus someday Make up your mind That's the only way That's the only way If I can exercise for you to lose weight, I will do it <laughs> Even scientists have not been able to do that yet so you have to exercise for yourself. Yeah. Beloved, yeah. this is to heat you up yeah. from for next week. Because yeah. God is showing us mercy again yeah. by giving us another year yeah. for a change. Yeah. If you started and you're on it, continue. Yeah. Just continue. Yeah. And He will finally lead you to the greener path. Yeah. Depending on your situation, where you are from, and what you are for, and where you are going, determine the time it takes. Yes. Yeah, it determines the time. Like I'm a pastor, I'm aware that it could be, even though I've been a pastor of a church for six years, before God, I haven't even started my ministry journey. It is possible. Yeah, I'm just saying this to say, your own is not to worry about the when, yes. but your own is to continue. Yes. As long as you continue, you get to the destination. Amen. Moses saw the promised land, mm -hmm. but his feet did not step on it yes. because of something. So till you are there, you are not there, but you can do it. Mm. God is with you. Amen. He is with you. He is with you. You have heard the word of God. You know what this word means too. Yeah. I just want you to lift up your voice and pray regarding this word. Whatever the Holy Spirit has dropped in your spirit, whatever He has provoked you, whatever He has spoken to you, just pray that. You have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www devotionallightchurch.com God bless you